Alright, hello and welcome to Speak Up Podcast by Isaac in Help University. So I am Yongye, your host for today. And you know, since we are in the midst of a pandemic situation right now, we can probably, you know, hear some of the students' screams because they are losing motivation and losing focus and probably some of them cheer for having more time to themselves and their bed is just right beside after their class finish. And we can also like uh, hear some educators trying their best to adjust to the changes of this virtual environment. So thus, we here we are speaking about how to effectively utilize online classes for both students and educators. And we are joined by a very wholesome and lovely guest from Success Age, alongside with three other university students that will participate in this discussion, right? So I will allow them to introduce themselves, starting with Mr. Jaya. So, you know, go ahead. So hi guys, uh, my name is Jaya, and uh, my full name is Jaya Raman. And I have been, been very fortunate to share a lot of things with quite a lot of people, to be precise, about 78,000 people face-to-face not counting those on uh, online. And uh, I'm, I run a company called Success Age. We are a training company and I, I personally specialize in mind skills like memory and mind mapping and how to make better use of your brain to achieve results that you want in your life. And that's what I've been doing for the coming on this year as the 25th year. I could probably celebrate a Silver Jubilee for that. I have been uh, doing that and I'm very passionate about sharing and and my greatest passion is working with young people like this this, this group here and uh, I'd like to thank Yongji for the opportunity to be here and I look forward to seeing what I can do to possibly add some value. Thank you. Thank you so much too for joining us for today. Again, our utmost appreciation for your presence and your insights that is to come. And so again, Success Age is a platform where, you know, teachers, educators, and also students in terms of like how to deliver the classes and things like that. And so now we're going to introduce the three university students. Well, how about we start from Angel? Maybe you can tell us uh, your name and then your university that you came from and then what course are you studying? Um, hi, so I'm Angel. Um, I'm currently studying psychology in Hub University. I'm currently in my year three, Sam two. All right, welcome, Angel. And then next we can move on to Deborah. Hello, everyone. So my name is Deborah, and I am an electrical and electronics engineering student at Unimas University Malaysia Sarawak. Nice to meet you guys. All right, welcome, Deborah. And then lastly, we have Arif. Hi everyone, I'm Arif. Uh, I'm a final year student in resource chemistry, studying at uh, University of Malaysia Sarawak, Unimas, same as Deborah. All right, we really appreciate that you three volunteers are here too, to also share your insights and your opinions on the topic that we are going to discuss. Before we move into the, the topic, since you guys are university university students, maybe you guys can give some of your own experiences on how you guys have been doing in terms of all of these virtual classes so far. It has been roughly a year since like 
the pandemic has started. And who would like to go first? Maybe Angel? Okay, um, I think based on my experience, I'm quite happy because um, for online class, I have a lot of time to like, um, to study and all. Like in during offline class, I don't really have a lot of time to like do to spend my time on study and all because I'm quite busy with the rest with the other activity unlike online class but somehow it also I feel a bit sad because I couldn't really uh, focus a lot on my study especially when uh, because I'm currently staying at my hostel so um, there are like lots of potential distractors like my bed um, my phone and everything is just there and even even when I try try to focus by um, putting all my attention it's just I just couldn't because my bed is like next to me so it's quite hard for me to like focus yeah uh, I think as, as, as I have mentioned in the start also like there are there are goods and bads to all of this virtual situation for you you have more time to study but you know there's too many distractions because you know comfort is right beside you and how about Deborah so in this during this pandemic right since i am an engineering student there's no we don't have labs anymore i think this will be my second semester straight no labs at all so instead of giving us lab tests they give us more assignments so you'll imagine that i'm an ene engineer but then i have to do assignments on how to create the best motherboard how to create the best circuit so you have to like really put in 110% of your effort than usual to like Google things because in universities, you would have like the facilities, the perfect lab equipments to do these things, but then you're at home and you can't go out to the, to other districts, to um, other circuits like that. So you really have to rely on everything on the internet. Like literally you have to do more research than usual. So it's kind of like a bad thing at first because you can't have real access face-to-face -face with, you know, uh, equipments for certain students. But then in the end, you know, you have to, you realize that you have to use your own efforts to make that thing work. Because in the end, it's your job to finish a task. And if your effort is good and that's how you pass. And luckily I've been doing this over and over again and luckily i'm still i'm starting to get used to it so but then i still need extra tips to more focus on virtual classes now i need more help and guidance because i'm tired yes i can relate to i'm a student too and really what you said about you know lacking of that practical experience in your work and like as in your in your context is not being able to go to the lab and test out things yeah that really takes out a lot from the education experience itself i believe and moving on what about arif uh, okay uh, i think for me uh, based on my experience since i'm a science student we also need uh, a lot of hands-on experience and then this semester i do a lot of experiments at home until uh, my mom Call at me why you use so much my things at the kitchen. 
and also uh, we do have a lot of meetings like every night because uh, we are lack in person interaction so we have to you know discuss about the reports and assignments but i think i can manage my time well since i'm a pro procrastinator uh, i put a deadline on this certain uh, assignments okay if i achieve this goal uh, i done this certain part okay i will uh, rest for a while and then i will continue later so i don't uh, get you know past the deadline of the real uh, assignment thing yeah it's understandable it's easy to like lose track of things in you know in this virtual situation and also like so many distractions around you right and really like i i, I hope nothing happens to to your mom's kitchen <laughs> if not i think she'll give you a good beating but yes and really uh and then i think this question can also be given to mr jr like exactly why do students and uh receivers or listeners face all of these uh, challenges in terms of virtual classes and please do give us your insights okay thanks after listening to the three of you angel deborah and arif i can see that a lot of students would be able to relate to what you have said especially what angel said about not being able to focus because there are too many distractions distractions usually uh, i'll just touch on what angel said first then i'll move on to what deborah and arif said because uh, their challenges seem to be quite different in the case of deborah is more practical the certain courses you need to have hands on practical you don't have a lab that's a big uh, big drawback and arif also said that he had that kind of similar challenges so what angel said about not being able to focus because she has a pad next to her and her phone i believe it it is very normal for our minds to be distracted all the time because we live in that age where uh, we are in a, we live in an age of distraction whether you like it or not and our attention span has become very very short those days during my my time i think when i was your age you know as a student uh, i believe our attention span was longer because we didn't have any of these distractions the only phone we had was a normal dial phone you know the normal phone which with the wire you don't have a phone with you 24 hours a day uh, so that was that this this the this the drawback of technology in, in a way but what i would suggest is at least during the class time keep your devices far away from where you are okay there was one student one university student she if she studies downstairs she would keep her phone upstairs but what she would do is she would give herself half an hour for that half an hour she will do focused studying you see it's pointless studying for 2 hours i mean if you're studying or even listening to something half at half your focus it's better for you to do half an hour of solid work and then go and take your phone and then you check your phone and you can send your messages i'm not it's not like uh, you're not losing your phone or the ability to see your phone for the next one day is this a short period of half an hour now right so i'm sure you guys can discipline that but it all finally boils down to you know what your desire your priorities 
if you tell yourself that my priority is to learn, do well in my studies, and the rest of it comes secondary, and, and I can always check my, my messages later and respond, whatever it is, then it's, it's not a problem. And another thing I'd like to suggest is always note down whatever the lecturer or the or your teacher is teaching. This point form. Don't just listen uh, passively. See, learning should be an active, active thing, not a passive thing. I would say that learning is an involvement sport, not a spectator sport. If you go and watch a football game, there are 22 people on the field, right? 22 people on the field uh, desperately uh, needing rest. And there are about 30,000 people watching the game desperately needing exercise. They are they're not having exercise. The guys on the field are... So the people who are playing on the field, they are involved in the sports. The rest are just shouting and screaming. So you are like the players. Don't be like the spectators. And if you have a doubt, clarify with the lecturer. Sometimes they don't let you speak, but at least chat in the chat box. Put in your questions. Do not passively listen. And if the, if the lecturer asks, do you understand? Or is there any doubts? Please do take part that way. And so two things now. One is get rid of your distractions. Put it away for a while, at least while the class is going on. Second thing, make note of key points. You don't write everything down. Key things that the lecturers say. And also your feelings, you know, apart from writing down just the notes, write down what you feel about what he says or she says. You know what I'm saying? Say, uh, I don't agree with him. No problem. You can have a, a, a mark, maybe a red color question mark. You know, I don't agree with it, this point. Then later on, you know, it makes it more interactive. So that means you really involve uh, both psychologically, intellectually, and also emotionally. Because what touches your emotions, you remember. Because what touches your intellect, you may not remember. Memory is always uh, made stronger when emotions are involved. So involve your emotion when you are when you're learning. Because I always say, uh, learning is not so much an intellectual process. It is also very much an emotional process. That means. Like for example, if you like a lecturer or you like the subject, you learn more. Would you agree with that? Then you pay attention. Yeah. Uh, and if you like the particular subject, you definitely pay attention. Because you see, you like it. Then where does the like come from? It's emotional. I like it. I love it. I love this subject. So you learn faster. You retain more. In this case, even if you don't particularly like a subject, put in your emotions. Oh, I don't like this. I like this. What he said makes sense. Oh, yeah, um, I wonder, really, you know, can or not? Oh, why? You see, you are involving your emotions. So if you do that, that's much better than just passively trying to listen. Most students make the mistake of just trying to listen. And it gets a little boring. Uh, oh, yeah, let me check my phone. Force yourself not to do that. So that would be what I was. Another thing is, of course, Angel, um, See, distractions can be two types. Huh? One is external, one is internal. External distractions would be in the form of devices. Internal distractions could be in terms of hunger, in terms of uh, stress, lack of sleep. Uh, you're, you're angry about somebody. 
then your mind doesn't work you know and you you can't you can't really focus as well and another thing your your mind is so bogged down with things to do for example oh i have to send that email oh i have to make oh, i got to repair my car i got to you know then you're not going to focus so always note down on a piece of paper if while listening to it, some your your brain you know the, the brain is very funny you remind you of things when you can't do anything about it have you had this experience you tell you to do this when you actually cannot do it at that point so you jot down on a piece of paper and you will now clear your mind your mind you like okay you know you know when you write down it's as if it's like i know i'll do it later so your mind doesn't keep on reminding you so that is uh, what i'd like to share with uh, my angel i hope that you find some value in that yeah yeah, yeah. it's very helpful so come to for to Deborah, if there's anything else if you like not touched on, Angel, just feel free to ask me. Okay. So for Deborah and Arif, uh, your challenges are pretty much the same, which is the practical side. Uh, I really cannot help you on that because uh, I have a boy who's going to taking automotive engineering, and he's having the same problem right now. His lecturers are just lecturing him on online. and you know automotive you cannot learn how to fix a car just by looking at it you have to get your hands dirty so he's not being able to do that so luckily he now is now just working part time now in a in a mechanic shop so he's learning he's getting the practical experience there it's it's the same shop where he did his internship because for them is a like internship is like uh in blocks it's like a sandwich course you study and then you do practical and then you study again and you go practical that's how it works three months three months and kind i of think so right now is is doing that <clears throat> so devora that they really uh, can't do much uh, but then i'm sure your lecturers have got alternative ways for you to learn that's why the assignments they've given to you do not feel do not feel uh short changed don't feel that oh my god why is this happening uh, because when you start thinking that way your mind tends to You have a mental block when so remember this uh, your the mindset is very important if you feel you don't like something or you feel bad about something your your achievement in that would be affected a lot so you tell yourself that well i'm better off than a lot of people you know debora always ask yourself yes i know it's challenging uh, i don't have the practical but I am sure things will be better. I can always get back to college. I can always get back catch up on that. I'm sure your lecturers would have some way of helping. Otherwise, you guys would be graduating without without a proper grounding in what needs to be there. So it will definitely the colleges would have or university would have something thought of uh, thought out before this happens. And as for the traveling, of course, they'll always know that you can't travel. That's definitely a big. problem um, <clears throat> but for you as well but you didn't say anything about distraction so i presume that you don't have much of a distraction problem but always keep reminding yourself that uh i will always give my best at every possible every moment that i have you know and make the most of the time do your research go and find new things related to what you're studying maybe maybe not be directly that let me give you like for example you know my initial you know when i started 25 years ago the only topic i spoke about was mind mapping and memory that's all 
as time went on, I begin to find related subjects like speed reading. Today I teach speed reading as well. You know, people have doubled and tripled their reading speed for coming to my class. But how do I do that? It's because someone came and asked, do you do speed reading? I said, no. Can you teach it? I said, mm, I don't think so. They said, why don't you? I mean, I can. Yeah, he may have some time to learn it and teach. So to be exact, it was actually Bang Megara. The year was 2011. Bang Megara called me and said, do you teach speed reading? I said, no. My friend told him, yes. My friend gave my name and said, I teach speed reading when I go. So he put me in a spot where I had to go and learn it and teach it. Today, I teach it. I can close my eyes and teach that subject. How did that begin? So I started developing an interest in related topics. And today, uh, I'm quite known in this region, not just in Malaysia, and also in Singapore and a couple of places that I teach this. So, so what I'm saying is, uh, you guys, uh, take an interest in what you're doing and find related things and learn. And that way, I'm sure you'll be able to do pretty well. So Arif as well, uh, Arif, you said that you, you have a good time management scheme. Yeah, that's very important. So for you guys as well, all your students, I always suggest time management is very important. Of course, this word time management, I don't really like that word lot because you cannot manage time, actually, strictly speaking. You know, 24 hours is 24 hours. You cannot. Can I manage to have a little bit more? You cannot do. And time is running. You cannot stop it. Can I manage the time so that stop it for a while? Then maybe later on, let it run. Cannot. Every second is ticking away. So you cannot manage the time. You can manage your activities. The only thing you manage is your energy and your activities. Because you see, all of us have so much of energy per day. You think what? You, you have unlimited energy? Try working until 2, starting at 2, in, uh, let's say, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, work until 2 o'clock non-stop. 2 o'clock at night. Lah. You think you still have energy? So energy keeps on going down, right? So you don't manage time, you manage your energy, how much you can, how much you have, how much you can spend on. And you know what? Let me share something with you. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. So where you put your attention, you must always be careful where you put your attention. You say, I want to put my attention on the phone, then that goes. Your energy is taken up there. So you would say, I put my energy on my studies, at least for half an hour. Then your energy is being focused on that. So you put your attention there. So attention is the most important. Your attention will determine what the energy is used for. Right? Yes. I, I very much do resonate with what you said about the attention, uh, where, where you put your attention, that's where your energy flows, and that's where um, you put your focus into. And... I really like want to recap on like the few things that you have said because like it, it is a rather interesting points that you have listed down, some of which is like you know, <laughs> removing technological gadgets from, from your site and you know, putting one upstairs and then you know using your laptop and trying to focus on your classes. And then there was another one where uh you break down your working or like studying time and then you give yourself an allocation of that small leisure time at the same time alongside with your work time and mm -hmm. i believe like that's that part too a lot of people mistake it somehow because they think that oh study time is study time if the lecture is 
three whole hours, I must attend that three whole hours. And you suggested kind of the opposite where you put your focus in the 30 minutes or like one hour or so, and then you give a little bit of rest time in between. And I think that that is pretty interesting for some of the audience. And then and you talk about emotions and emotions in studying, some of them also won't consider it that much. And I think it's a very, very good point that you pulled out. And what I wanted to go back was that because things have been moved to virtual environments, right? So to attend those classes, we also need the gadgets. And sometimes, unfortunately, the gadgets that we use to attend the classes are the gadgets that we use for our leisure time. So that's kind of like a paradox there. And well, in that case, like, what kind of advisors or like what kind of uh, insights do you have for that, Mr. Jia? Yeah, I, first of all, I got to know whether you guys are get, attending your classes online on on a laptop or on your phone. If you're doing it on a phone, then it becomes a big challenge as well because it's like, uh, is it putting a cat and having your milk next to it and telling the cat not to go and drink the milk, right? It's, it's really difficult. It's like, it's a big challenge there, you know? And so it's, uh, it can be pretty challenging. But if you guys are doing on one gadget, let's say you're using a laptop, then and you keep your phone far away because sometimes, you know, we are so, we're so tempted to while we understand, you know, you, you, you tap the message, they continue and you continue that way. So it could affect. But then also, as Yonggi, you said, if they, they're using the phone to attend the class. But if they can just tell themselves, <clears throat> I'm going to have this half an hour focus. And then I would have the time to check. You know, it, of course, discipline is, is not easy for us to develop. But when you start doing it in, in short steps, for example, maybe you start by if you check your, your device every five minutes. So now you tell yourself, I'm going to make it 15 minutes. And then you extend it to about half an hour, one hour. If you can keep extending it, it's just like, it's just like an athlete, right? You want to run the marathon. You don't go straight away. You've never run all, all your life and say, okay, sign up for a marathon, run for 40 kilometers. You're asking for trouble. And nobody can't take it. The mind is the same. So the mind has to be gradually stretched. So you, you can take it in bite-sized pieces and gradually increasing it until you're able to do that. Because even people who meditate, people who, you know, meditation requires a lot of focus. And I've heard some of the people who are the, the, the monks who meditate. You think the monks are so good in meditation, right? They're very focused, right? Even they will tell you, the beginning they really cannot focus but they started doing a little bit a little bit a little bit until they can go on for a long period of time so same thing our mind is the same because the monks are also just like us they are not they're not special breeds of people that answers your question yeah i do agree so because like it's somewhat similar with physical uh body muscles uh the mind also has its own muscle where you know you try to yeah exercise it gradually time and time again and it will increase and get better and stronger over the time 
Yes. And I, I, I've seen that experience. I've, I'm telling this from personal experience. It's not, it's not theory because I found myself, because uh, I read a lot, right? So not that I love reading, but today I, I can't think of a day in my life that I don't read something, something new, something that, so I've come to that stage where, it's, so, you know, it's a matter of practice and you get it and you will find that it becomes something second nature to Yes, exactly. Really, we got uh, and back to Angel also, right? Like, this is uh, regarding this technology and things like that. It's also kind of related to distractions, and you had uh quite a lot of trouble with distractions, and I do believe that you have tried your best in terms of trying to eradicate these problems. And with what Mister Jaya mentioned just now, there are external and internal distractions. External being the gadgets and internal being your stress, your lack of focus, and maybe all those things that are on your mind that's not supposed to be on your mind when you're studying. <laughs> and so what have what are the steps that you have taken to try to resolve that? And maybe you know, Mr. Jaya can put your own insights into it, your inputs into it. Um, I think for me, right, I just try to like, um, for example, if I'm really, really stressed, um, especially during group assignment, during group assignment um, where there will be like a virtual meeting and it's quite hard to communicate with our group, group mates. So that's where the stress comes in and it's just really affect my focus during class. Like I keep on thinking about it, especially I'm very anxious type of person. So I start to like keep on thinking about it and how I usually resol resolve it is by trying not to think about it, but it's quite hard because I feel like the more you stop yourself from thinking about it, then, then it reaches the point where you keep on thinking about it. So it kind of like um, stress me out sometimes. So um, I actually, um, I'm not really sure like what's the best solution to solve this, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do agree with you. Sometimes I also try my best to just not think about, for example, when I go to exercise, I try not to think about, you know, the pain that is going to come afterwards and just try to go to, to go and exercise. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I do, I do conform, I do like feel you on that. Lah. And so Mr. J, what, what inputs do you have in terms of that? <laughs> yeah, because this, this is actually things beyond our control, right? Especially when you have group work and other people are involved. And because you can't really tell them what to do. Because everybody has their own mind. They, some people, whether you like it, or they just, the priorities are different. Maybe you can call it lazy. I don't want to call it that. Because that's what we will think, right? Say, no, they're going to just do it. It's a lazy thing. You know, and you take that upon yourself. That, uh, having said that, I feel that what we can do is make, maybe let them know, hey guys, you know, let's give ourselves a deadline and, and do this and get over it. You know? And you take you can take the initiative, Angel, if others are not. Sometimes you have to be the leader. You know, we call this the leader without a title. 
you, you don't say I am the leader, but you behave like a leader. Take it on yourself to educate them, not not educate as in real educating, but but in a nice way. You know, hey guys, you know why don't we just get this over with and you know, be so stress free? Did you and you ask it? You feel stressed sometimes, and all you know that you know this is not done yet. So you know, I also happen to have the same thing, you know. So you make it as if like everybody is the same, lah. You know, you also like that. I'm also like that. You don't make it like you know. Uh, I want you to do it because when you start instructing, people don't like advice. People don't like to be instructed. Worst thing is, who are you to instruct me? Don't don't do that. Even our lecturers instruct us. We don't like it, right? So we like to be we like to be uh, persuaded, maybe, but not not in a hard way. So be soft with them and show them. And, and and you can take on and say, hey, you know what, guys? I can I tell you, I will do this part, this part. Why don't you all do this part? Maybe give them uh, small tasks, but give them deadlines. And make them accountable. You see, you know? So make it as if it's a common goal. It's not your goal. But it's everybody's goal. And then you can also make it make it as like a fun thing, you know. I say, why don't, why don't we do a good job so that uh, we get a praise from our lecturer. You know, why don't we do a, a great job? Why don't we guys take a, a challenge like that? You know, that that might that might motivate them. Right? People always like win, right? People like to be like I'm the best. And the lecturer say, "Hey, Angel, your group did a great job." You know, that's uh, personal satisfaction. Like recently, I did. A, I, I was taking a course, and uh, I had to do a presentation. So I took upon myself to do a really good presentation, and another one is, uh, and I got I got top in the whole class. Uh, not not that I was too excited because, I, but you know, it still gave me a bit of interest. I you know, like, oh, I did that. Okay, uh, I got eighty-eight points out of a hundred for for presentation. That was the highest. But of course, I I can't really compare my. But you see. But I also I also had a group work to do, and me and my uh, my my partner her name is her name is Leong, and I told her I said, hey, why don't we beat the rest in the way we 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 come up with ideas and present, and and we did that as well as a group work. She didn't have that in mind, but I told her why don't we we, we you know and we brainstorm. It could work, lah, Angel. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good suggestion because like um, normally my friend, uh, my other friend who is quite diligent, she's the one who like keep on reminding us on what to do. So it's quite useful. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can also like take on the role as what he's doing. Like, he, seems, he seems to have this leadership thing. So you can also like partner him and, and, and you, might not, you might be surprised the others also be joining you guys and you know. And your two heads are always, or more heads are always better than one. Yeah, agree. What we are doing right now, it's not, it's not just Yongji and me, see? See all of you people there, see how many heads here. <laughs> okay. I really do love the point that you have uh, placed there, uh, Mr. J. And in terms of like, um, sometimes you have to imagine who you want to be before you do and uh, achieve what you want. Because sometimes I do realize that some people, they think that they want to have something and they go and chase after it. And instead that gave a less effective, um, turns out that it does not work as well. 
for them. And so in terms of Deborah's and our rep situation where practical experiences and practical work is removed because of the pandemic situation and you know that is uh, completely out of their control. In terms of that really, I do believe that there are other ways that they can compensate and salvage for that. With that, what kind of inputs or advice do you have for not just uh, Deborah and Arab who are in this situation, but also the audience who are facing the same situations outside there? Yeah. See, what I would suggest is, you see, when it comes to learning, there are the three modalities, we call it. Three modalities. You see, we have five senses, yes. But the five senses are used mainly for uh, informal learning. Informal learning is, for example, when you learn cooking from your mom, uh, that is informal learning. But when you learn cooking from a, at, at a catering school, then it becomes formal learning. Are you mean? And so, and when we do formal learning, we use mainly three of our senses. Which three are they? Your eyes, your ears, and your feelings. Feelings, I mean, either touch or your feelings. All right? So that's the only three. You don't use your tongue to learn. You don't take a physics book and say, oh, this is physics. You don't do that. Yeah. You don't take your algebra book and say, oh, this is algebra. Okay, you don't do that. You use either, you either see the alphabets or what's written or your lecturer teaches by explaining and you use your ears. And sometimes they ask you to do physically, in the case of Deborah and Arif, by doing physical things by using the hands. So, these are three modalities. So in this case, one modality is, uh, is now reduced to a great extent because of the MCO. So you only have these two to work on. So what you can do is you can maximize these two by not just listening to your lecturer or reading your books, but go to things like YouTube and do research on that where you can optimize your eyes and your ears. And it's by seeing and hearing. Because when you use more than one modality at one time when you learn, it's much better than just using one. That's why when you're doing uh, even a live session like this, it's better to have the video and not just the audio. Because uh, it'd be very difficult for someone to really pay attention just to the audio. But when they see you speaking, and when they see your body language, you can you know, you even talk with your, your hands and your facial expression. That uh, registers better on the mind of your listener your audience. So just like that, so when you're watching a YouTube video, you're seeing people uh, practical. Let's say you say practical. See, like what my boy does is he cannot go to the, to the workshop or he can't go to this, his college to the practical session. So he goes on YouTube and he will put in how this repairing is done or how they remove this part and then he will watch. Of course, it's not as good as doing it by yourself, but it's at least better than just depending on what the lecturers tell you. And you remember one thing, yeah? your school, college lecturers cannot teach you everything that you need to know. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, they, they will only guide you. They will tell you where to get the information. And then it's especially in college. 
But if in school, in primary school, the teachers will give you as much as you need to know. See? Because the amount of information you need in a primary school is quite very little. For example, it is you, okay, there are, there are five kinds of animals, you know, there is the uh, five types are what? Uh, reptiles, uh, insects, mammals, birds, and amphibians. Yeah? And they will tell you, okay, these are, so go and learn. And what is an amphibian? This, this is about it. And they will tell you everything you need to know. If you just listen to your teacher and pay attention, you'll pass your exam. You see, you cannot do that in college already. So always keep this in mind that what your lecturers are going to teach you is somewhat limited. You have to take your own initiative to learn by whatever means. Today, thanks to Google, we have so many, so many opportunities to learn. I mean, uh, and I think YouTube is a is a really great resource. You can find answers to nearly everything under the sun. Don't you think so? So use that too, and also maybe discussions with your friends, uh, because you can have a Zoom call like this, and then you know, I, I have a problem in this. Can you explain? And uh, you know get into group discussions like this. I think you'll be much better off than complaining and thinking, oh, why am I like this? Why am I such a victim? Never get into the victim mentality. Let me share with you what I say. I used to say this as the line of life. Imagine there is a line. And you can, you can think of the line as the surface of the water. People who live above the line are called victors. This means winners. And people who live below the line, I call victims. People who live above the line, I, I say they have three characteristics. I call them the, call them the OAR. You know what OAR is? O stands for ownership. They say, I own my life and I own my future. I will do what it takes. And they're accountable. That means if they make a mistake, they'll say, yes, I'm wrong. Accountable. And they're right. They will say, yeah, that's me, accountable. They don't like, try to run away from it. And lastly, they are responsible, O-A-R. And you know what's an all, right? You row the boat, you need alls. So these are people who take control of their life, just like the all of a boat. O is for ownership, A is for accountability, R is for responsibility, O-A-R. And what about the people who live below, below the line, the victims? They have three letters as well. I call it B-E-D. What is B-E-D? Bed, right? So these are people who like lie on the bed, lazy bumps. B stands for, what do you think B stands for? If you put your finger like this, what do you do? You are? It's your fault, Yongji. Because of you, la. what is that? B stands for? Blame. Blame. Exactly. They are either blaming the circumstances, they're blaming other people. They're blaming the economy. They're blaming the MCO, blaming the COVID. Why did this stupid COVID come? You can't do anything about it, okay? You don't sit down and blame and gripe about it. So don't blame. So the blamers are the victims. E stands for, what do you think E stands for? Actually, because, uh, you know why I didn't do? Uh, because, uh, Excuses. excuses. They are kings or queens of excuses. You know, no? 
I say these people suffer from a terrible disease called excusitis. Just like appendicitis, they got excusitis. So just like you have to remove the appendix if you got appendicitis, if you want to be if you want to be happy, you got to get rid of this appendicitis, the disease called appendicitis. And what do you think D stands for? So B is blame. E is, yo, you know why not? Traffic jam, ah. So rather than giving excuse, early lah. Okay. And D, what do you think D is? Stop my phone. His phone, ah. She ah. Inai. Exactly. They are they always deny. Deny their problem. I don't have a problem. I'm okay. Really? Yeah, I'm okay. Well, he could be suffering from some bad. Maybe he's obese or he's like, uh, health is really bad. Or maybe he's a smoker, you know, got lung problem. And he say, how's your, <coughs> how's your health? Very good. <coughs> but you're coughing. Yeah, this is like coughing. Maybe you should give up smoking. No, no, no. This doesn't doesn't affect the lungs. It's okay. It's good. It's good. That is denial. So, the people who are victims in life, they have these three characteristics. So, always remind yourself. If next time you blame anything, my, if you give an action and bite your tongue, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm wrong change it because you'll only change when we 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 accept it accept responsibilities so i hope that helps um, in your case take learning as part of your own responsibility be accountable for your life and have ownership these three things are just remind yourself and you know what you'll be much better off than the rest of the people because whether you like it or not 90 percent of people they, they don't have this kind of knowledge. So they just go along their life. They just follow what other people are doing. This is called conformity. They conform to what other people are doing. They don't change. And this will push you to get out of your comfort zone. Yes, I very much like believe that these, this model that you gave... Uh regarding there's one line above is victor, below is victim, and then there's like, uh, for the victors, there's or. So or as in ownership, accountable and responsible, and then for the victims is did. And you, like the three, the three university students actually like did a very good job guessing the, guessing the word that I'm like, I think I messed up half, half of it, but did stands for blame, excuses and deny. And I think that this, if this model, uh, people apply it properly, they will really um, improve themselves and they will really like find a better way of living. Like, as you said, this pushes them out of their comfort zone. And speaking of comfort zone, I believe that in this urbanized era, like a lot of people felt feel that a lot of things can be just given to them, uh, especially in terms of, let's say, teachers or lecturers, they think that the lecturers would just give them everything that they need to go out to work. But in fact, well, as you said, there's formal learning and there's informal learning. And 
this the informal learning part where they have to where we have to put more effort into in terms of like getting that visual and audio cues in to get a more holistic learning for, for, for ourselves and really alongside with the things that the lecturers give we also have our part to like put more effort and well Google and YouTube is as you said all around us to be accessed and really I really really thank you for these insights because these are really really good insights especially for not just the speakers here but also the audience that needs to hear it and time constraints and I think we can come to a close for this current podcast and again I really do want to say my appreciations to Mr. Jaya, Angel, Arab, and Deborah for joining this podcast. We definitely got some very, very interesting insights and perspectives from uh, Mr. Jaya, some great advisors with the model. And also, we spoke about how people can remove their gadgets, their phones, and put them aside when they're studying and try their best to, you know, don't be distracted by it. And also breaking down work time into like intervals and give them some allocation of leisure time alongside and also keep in touch with our own emotions and I think that's one thing that a lot of people miss out too. Mr. J also gave some insights towards distractions where there's internal distractions and external distractions. External distractions being gadgets and internal distractions being our own for Angel it will be stress. <laughs> And for other people, maybe, you know, lack of motivation and things like that. And these are very, very incredible insights. And I want, to, I want to thank everybody for joining us in this podcast and hope everybody will stay safe and push through this second phase of MCO together for those who are living in Malaysia. And stay tuned for the next episode as it will be an interesting one. Until next time. So peace out, guys.